Thank you for joining us today. As you can see by our screen, we're going to be starting a new series today. I'm pretty excited about it because we're going to talk about what in the world is going on. And I say that because there's these important countries, and in each of them, Israel, China, the United States, Russia, Ukraine, there are items that are going on, news stories that are going on, and each of them show how true the Bible is in terms of the last days and how we should be preparing ourselves and telling others around us that the Lord is coming back very soon. And I think these headlines that are, are dominating the whole world, but particularly centered around these countries, show that we're on the brink of Jesus coming back. So I think we're going to enjoy our study together. And particularly today, we want to look at what's taking place in the United States. And so what in the world is going on? Well, let's concentrate on the United States. Here's what it says in 2 Timothy chapter 3. It's really verses 1 through 4, but we'll just read one verse. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Think about that idea, perilous times, uncertain times, troubling times. And are we seeing that take place in, in America? Well, for sure we are. You probably recognize the headlines here. We've talked about everything from homosexuality and drag queens and, and the, the violence that's taking place and, and uh, storming the, the Capitol. All these things and the demonstrations, incredible demonstrations that are taking place against abortion. And so what in the world is going on? Let's look at five or six issues. And again, let's see how they're related to, to the Bible in the last days. For example, here's a headline concerning food shortages. And May the 17th says this, nine items you might not find in your grocery store and why. And I look at some of these items and I probably won't miss some of them, but eggs and meat I probably will. And uh, cottage cheese and cream cheese. But as I look at the list, even the idea of baby formula, I'm going to be honest with you, that could be solved very easily if we wanted to. There's no doubt. I think 90% of Americans agree that, that some of the food shortages that are taking place, it's almost planned. It's also most so that we'll become desperate and we'll, we'll cry for help because you see, the more we cry for help, the more we get the, the federal government involved in it, the more we give away our personal freedoms. Isn't it something that over 30 food processing plants have either burnt down or been blown up? And all that does is make the food shortages even more severe. But the, the Bible talks about these situations because the Bible says in Matthew 24 that the beginning of sorrows among the things there will be famine. And you know what? In the United States, we're probably going to fare better than most countries. But the truth is, we've already seen that even in the baby formula shortages, there's been major deception in terms of manipulating the supply of food. In other words, by... Controlling the food supply, they can control the population. They can have us do things that ordinarily wouldn't do or give away freedoms that we normally wouldn't give away. What in the world is, is going on is a good expression to use for that, isn't it? But here's another one, rioting and shootings. I found this alarming. May 2022 already has seen 33 mass shootings. Now, now that's just phenomenal. Phenomenal in a bad sense, because you see already cities are bracing for a, a deadly summer. And the whole idea of defunding the police, we're paying a big price for that now, aren't we? Look at this particular headline. A 2,000% rise in the murder rate. 
criminals are, are walking free. We're, we're, we're allowing them to, to walk out of prison and, and, and they're, they're doing their, their deeds again. We have criminals walking across the, the southern border, creating all kinds of crime in, in the region in Texas where they're being loosed. What in the world is, is going on? Well, let me tell you this. When we're done, I'm going to show you how all these headlines point to this fact that I believe Jesus Christ is coming soon. I believe that we're heading into a period in the Bible referred to as the tribulation. Here's another headline, abortion. You know what? Isn't it amazing? Here's a sign. Abortion is a human right. Uh, which human? The baby's a human as well. What about his right? And so we have a, a huge divide in our country concerning abortion and non-abortion. And Democrats are preparing to serve millions who will soon be living in states with abortion bans. But I think that the statistic that stands out to me more than anything else is for the year 2019. Now, I don't have statistics for, for this current year, obviously, because we're not done with the year. But several years ago, 600,000 abortions that we know of, and some people estimate that the number of abortions that we don't know of may make that number twice as big. What in the world is going on? You know what? Amos chapter 1 talks about how God feels about abortion. The punishment that he puts on those who ripped up women that were with children. And we're watching that take place. No wonder we're seeing America collapse. No wonder we're seeing God disgusted with what's taking place because we're murdering people. And let me tell you this. In Russia, the abortion rate is even greater. Statistics show that that many of the women there have had nine and ten abortions during their, their lifetime. Unbelievable. How can God be pleased when we're murdering people all over the world in that fashion? Another headline. Another headline is the idea of inflation. Matter of fact, we're at a 40-year high on inflation. And, and look at the, the price of gas. And, and so all the little government tidbits that were given out they're all gone. We've already spent them on gas. We've already spent them, well, we've spent them probably in a number of ways. But the inflation rate, you know, the Bible talks about in Revelation chapter 18, how the economy of the world will, will go awry and it will double and it will double and it will double, a doubling effect. In other words, it will be difficult to keep up with inflation. And so we have Matthew speaking of the food crisis, the, the famines. We have it speaking of wars and trouble. We have Timothy speaking of perilous times. We have Revelation speaking of, of uh, control by a single entity, an antichrist. We have Revelation speaking of the, the conquest of goods and how that it's going to be difficult for people to, to get goods they want. And then how money overnight will, will just collapse. The, these headlines on inflation continue on. Look at this. Gas stations in Washington State are reprogrammed, the pumps, to prepare for 10 gallon, $10 a gallon fuel. They call it Bidenflation. The average price of gasoline is just unbelievable. I know I live in Kansas and, and we're shocked at what it is, but I talk to my friends in California, I talk to my friends in, in other places and it's even worse. But here's another little thing on the economy that I think you'll find interesting. Americans care more about debt herd trial than war, abortion, inflation, and the new world order. That's according to the New York Post. Isn't that amazing? You see, it's almost like we put our head in the sand. I, I got to tell you, I see the updates on this as I watch the news. And 
Wow, I think that's what I call trivia. But I look at the abortion, I look at the inflation, I look at the new world order, I look at the war that's taking place around the world, I say, what in the world is going on? You see, the Bible said perilous times will come. Folks, we're living in perilous times. I want you to know that when we're done, I want to give you a hope, a blessed hope. But if you just look at the world situation, I don't blame you for being depressed. But when you know God and you know God's word, there's no reason to be depressed. We continue in terms of inflation. Look at this survival mode. Inflation falls hardest on the low income Americans, according to the Washington Post. You see, we're watching things take place that are bringing us into exactly the position the Bible said would take place as we come into a tribulation time. Before the tribulation ever starts, here's the good news for believers. We're raptured out to be with Christ in heaven. Another headline is digital currency. And this is such an interesting topic. We, we could spend an entire hour on it. But here's an interesting article. The Bitcoin is a fulfilling Bible prophecy as, as we bring about a, a world currency. The truth is, I think the Bible speaks of a world currency. And even more interesting is this idea. This is from Barclays. And they talk about the Federal Reserve and the corporations are talking about investment banking. The magic word seems to be blockchain. In a minute, I'm going to play you a video and you watch for the word blockchain. But th this is the idea. Somehow they want to control every transaction. Somehow they want to make it possible so that they can shut down an individual's finances. They can shut down a, a business that they're not happy with the management of the business. They want to be able to control and, and dominate everything. And they will say, well, this is a way to, to make the transactions go quicker. It's very dangerous. And I think as you watch this next video, you'll see why I call it dangerous. This is from the World Government Summit that took place in 2022. We've played the clip before, but let me tell you this. The clip haunts me because it shows me how close we are to the tribulation time. This can't take place until the tribulation, but in the tribulation it will take place. Watch this video, and I think you'll be alarmed at what you're hearing this woman say. Of world order is always the financial system. Mm. I, I was very privileged. My father was an advisor to Nixon when they came off the gold standard in 71, and so I was brought up with a kind of inside view of how very important the financial structure is to absolutely everything else. And what we're seeing in the world today, I think, is we are on the brink of a dramatic change where we are about to, and I'll say this boldly, we're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. And the new one, the new accounting, is what we call blockchain. It means digital. It means having an almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy, which will give us far greater clarity over what's going on. It also raises huge dangers in terms of the balance of power between states and citizens. In my opinion, we're going to need a digital constitution of human rights if we're going to have digital money. Uh, but also, this new money will be sovereign in nature. Most people think that digital money is crypto and private, but what I see are superpowers introducing digital currency. The Chinese were the first. The U.S. is on the brink, I think, of moving in the same direction. The Europeans have committed to that as well. And the question is, will that new system of digital money and digital accounting accommodate 
the competing needs of the citizens of all these locations so that every human being has a chance to have a better life. Because that's the only measure of whether a world order really serves. See what I told you? It's shocking. She says, I, I boldly say, she's, she's proud to say this. She talks about how the currency will be sovereign. You see, everyone that I read, I don't care if it's an investment firm, I don't care if it's a bank, I don't care where it's from, they all talk about this. Yeah, it does allow transactions faster. It does allow money to transfer from your account to, to pay a bill or from your employer to, to put money into your account. But it also speaks to the danger because you see, one government or one person that gets control of that can completely block you or anyone else from making any transaction. Yes, they can control because they, with clarity they can see every transaction. Money is sovereign. No, I don't want money to be sovereign. I don't know about you, but I don't want it to be sovereign. But I believe the Antichrist will have to make it sovereign. Here's why. Revelation 13 says this, that when it comes to power, he's going to make it impossible for someone to buy, sell, trade, to, to carry on business, to hold a job without the mark. You see, his mark will be the thing that allows you to do your financial transactions. And so we're watching this take place. She says it boldly. She says it openly. She says it plainly. Here's what I say. What in the world is going on? We're, we're watching this take place. Revelation 13 is halfway into the tribulation. And they're talking about these things. That's why I really believe that we must be on the brink of Jesus coming. Well, another aspect of this is the new world order. How do we fit into this? Recently, our president said that the United States should lead the way to the new world order. But I found this headline really interesting. March the 31st, Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum, tells global leaders to collaborate for world governance. And they say this, that, that according to this, the world can only be improved by more government cooperation at, at, the, at all levels. Now, here's the thing that's unbelievable. Every one of these people, whether they're friends or not, whether they say they're friends or not, they're all globalists. And the globalists, for the most part, are unelected. Matter of fact, Mr. Schwab is unelected. And he's one of the main people pushing for it. Bill Gates is unelected. He's pushing for it. And, and person after person. You see, I don't care what flavor they are politically, what country they live in uh, geographically, the globalists want to bring all the world under one government, all the world under one power. That's exactly what the Bible said would take place in the tribulation. I want to show you the trend that we're looking at here. But first of all, a few years ago, they would talk secretly about the New World Order. Now, there are hundreds of conferences and dozens of headlines almost every week concerning the New World Order and how it would be such a, an advantage to have a New World Order instead of all the governments. I found this headline interesting. The, the new... UAE President Mohammed Zad, when he was elected, the first person he wanted to meet was Emmanuel Macron. Now remember, Mr. Macron, with first name of Emmanuel, God with us, he was endorsed by the Pope, he was endorsed by, by Germany's retiring Prime Minister, he's the one who says that, that there should be a, a world army, all these things. I'm just telling you that 
that you're looking at a man who's the major pusher for the new world order. He thinks that a new world order is what's needed to bring peace because if they could bring all the governments together, well, then they could have eliminate war if they eliminate governments. You know, it's not just governments. It's individuals who, who want more power and more money. That's the danger. That's the thing that's, that's causing major trouble. And so we look at these headlines and we can say, what in the world is going on? I can tell you this that as I look at these headlines, as I look at the situation in the world, and particularly in the United States, here's what I would tell you, that we have a divided states. I think the United States is more divided right now than it's been at any other time in its history other than the Civil War. I believe it's interesting to see that this post in early May says the United States is more divided than just about any other industrialized nation. Pretty scary, isn't it? But there's a reason why. Because you see, the United States must fall in order to bring in a new world order. Most articles that you read on the new world order, and I'm bringing about a government under one person or under one, one uh, governmental alliance, it indicates that there must be the collapse of all the nations in the world in some form. And the United States will need to collapse because that way, the United States then would walk into this new world order. Why? Why in the world would, would we say we're on the verge of collapsing? Well, I think there's two basic reasons. Number one, first of all, we've abandoned God's word. And because of that, when we abandoned the person of God, and when we abandoned his word, you know what? We're, we're doomed to fall. You cannot abandon the principles of God, a sovereign God, and expect for God to, to bless us. He has blessed us. In the history of our country, God has blessed us in a, in a wonderful way. Look at the freedom that we've had. Look at the prosperity we've had. When I say freedom, I'm talking about the personal freedom to pursue a job that you like, to believe what, what you believe based on the Bible, based on, on any other worldview that you have, to enjoy your family, all these things are blessings of God. But you see, we abandoned God's word. And when we abandoned God's word and when we abandoned God himself, then God no longer is going to have his protective hand upon us. These are things that we've chosen. Sin is a thing that will drop America to its knees. Next, I think another reason why the United States must fall is because there's no mention of the United States in the last days in Bible prophecy. Yep, I think there will be a day they will see the United States crumble and fall from its prestigious place in the world. Our freedoms will be gone. Our, our motive for living will be jeopardized. All the things that we've enjoyed because of God's blessing, they're soon to be taken away if we continue on our path of deserting God. I'm shocked. People who claim to be Christians, they, they no longer want to meet together with other of God's people. I'm shocked. People today... They, they, they might believe in a God, and they might even say that they're a Christian, but that they have no respect for God's word. They don't read God's word. I'm shocked because I see people that say, well, things are just going to continue as they are when the Bible clearly says that there's going to be a change. And all the signs around us indicate that we're on the brink of Jesus coming back because we're on the brink of the tribulation beginning. As we talk about this new world order, as we talk about the collapse of the United States, I think it's interesting because you see there's some organizations that are really pushing for this collapse. Among those would be the World Health Organization, and they talk about the control that they want. 
I normally don't push someone's book, but in this particular case, I'm going to show you Mr. Bill Gates and his new book. In his new pandemic book, Bill Gates calls for a global pathogen surveillance system. And it advocates a forever mRNA. These are injections. The, this will allow global surveillance. I, unbelievable. Unbelievable that he would have the nerve to even say it. Unbelievable that he would say that we'd be better off to have major portions of the world population die and be destroyed. And then he comes out with this whole idea that we can do this in the name of health. He's proposing death to, to millions of citizens. Billions. And yet he says that this is a, a great advantage. No, it's a great advantage only for the rich and privileged. Or what about this headline? Matter of fact, this may be the most shocking headline that I'm going to show you today. It's by WHO, the World Health Organization. I, I have to almost bite my tongue as I say the World Health Organization because what they want to do, this is on May the 22nd. And so on May the 22nd, they're talking about authority to lock down all of America, not just America, but, but other nations as well. So Bill Gates, the, the World Health Organization, they started drafting a new world order global pandemic treaty on pandemic preparedness. And what it would do, it would grant absolute power over global biosecurity uh, and, and other powers to implement digital identities, vaccine passports, mandatory vaccines, and travel restrictions. This was, came out in May 17th. They want it to come right now. Unbelievable, isn't it? You know what? I, I think you would look at that and say, are, are you really sure? Well, let me show you another video clip. And this video clip is now a, a week old. And so when the person will say two weeks, really we're less than a week away from the from the date that these people are hoping to, to push the WHO, the World Health Organization, to have this kind of surveillance and this kind of government control. Listen to this and see if you don't picture how an antichrist, how a government formed by him who wants to control all the citizens of the world, to have sovereignty over them, see if you don't picture how that this could easily work very evil when it falls into the hands of an evil man and the Antichrist will be an evil man. In less than two weeks time, a vote will take place in Geneva, Switzerland at the World Health Assembly. They're important because they're the governing body of the World Health Organization, WHO. This authority that they would be given would impact 99.4% of all the people in the world. There are 193 nations belonging to the UN. The Biden administration is bringing amendments that would propose that all nations of the earth cede their sovereignty over national health care decisions to the WHO, the World Health Organization, is that the WHO would have decision-making authority to intervene into the United States government policy in any nation of the world without our permission. So for instance, the lockdowns where you see 26 million people today locked down in Shanghai, China, they can't leave their apartments or homes. The WHO would have the authority to be able to impose that here in the United States for whatever pretext they want. They don't have to show data, they could do this. 
global governance through the WHO. Now you see why I'm concerned. I'm concerned because I think this is exactly what the Bible says will take place in the last days. But remember, I told you that even though we're looking at a situation where people that are unelected by a population are going to have control when they when there's going to be no accountability for these people, when they could virtually control 99% of the world's total population, how can I be optimistic? Remember I told you that, that this is really going to be a message of hope. And the reason is because of a text in Psalm 15. Psalm 15, really in the middle of, a, of this little short chapter of five verses, it says this, but he, that's God, honors them who fear the Lord. You see, I'm not fearing these events because I trust God. Because the Bible said this, God will honor them who respect, who, who reverence the Lord. How do we reverence Him? By saying, I'm going to understand what the plan of God is. God has a plan. And God's plan is a rescue plan. He rescues individuals for salvation. He even rescues nations. It goes on in chapter 15, verse 5 of the book of Psalms. It says this, He that does these things shall never be moved, shall never be conquered. That's wonderful, isn't it? You see, that's the promise of God. Our salvation is this. We reverence the Lord and He delivers us from our situation that, that's so unhealthy. You see, God is in the business of rescuing us, isn't He? I, don't fear these events. Don't fear these headlines. It's not a time for fear. It's a time for faith. And that faith should be placed in the person of Jesus Christ. That, that faith should be placed in the plan of God. You see, God is on a rescue mission, a salvation mission, not just for, for the tribulation, but for all eternity. And so as we come to the end of our program today, what in the world is going on? And here's what I can tell you. The headlines all show that in America, we're a divided country. We're a fallen country. We're sinking because we deserted God. But fear not. Have faith. Have faith in God. Go back to the Word of God. Begin to read the Word of God. Find Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You see... The first thing we do is we admit, God, I have sinned. I've, I've violated your law. God, as a country, we, we've left you. We departed from you. Next, acknowledge that Jesus Christ had no sin of his own. But when he went to the cross, he bore the sin of the world. He bore my sin, your sin. Individually, he bore the sin for every person. And finally, to accept Christ as your personal Savior. My friend, if so, you will have personal salvation. God will deliver us from any situation. And so we come back to this whole idea. You see, this is God's Word. This is the Bible. There's nothing more important for us to understand, to read and believe than God's Word. And in God's Word, He promises salvation to those who would confess their sins to Jesus Christ, accept Jesus as a substitute for their sin. The sin of us individually were laid on Him and accept Him, personally accept Him as your Savior. My friend, I hope you'll do that, because then, you know what? Your fear will dissolve as your faith grows. I hope today, if you never receive Christ, that today, right now, you'll come to Christ. We're on the brink of Jesus coming, and I want you to be with the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven when He comes back for those who've trusted Him. Father, we come to you today. I thank you for the Word of God. We ask the question, what in the world is going on? And we'd have to say chaos, confusion, deception, control. 
And Father, this is exactly what Revelation 13 and Revelation 18 have said would occur. We're watching it with our own eyes. We're looking at the headlines. But Father, here's a greater headline. It comes from God's Word. He that has the Son has life. And Father, I pray today that those who have never received Christ will accept Him today, accept the remedy for sin, and that remedy is the blood of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank You for Jesus, that He died, that He rose again. Father, we thank You for the Word of God. Help us to live faithfully for You in these last days. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.